The ICAEW Guide to Successful Job Search with Simon Gray. Hello and welcome to the ICAEW Guide to Successful Job Search. My name is Simon Gray. I'm a chartered accountant, former professional recruiter and founding director of Career Codex. Today's topic is the culmination of all your efforts so far. You've been offered the position. And it's at this point that a perceived power shift takes place. You now have a decision to make, and no matter how long the recruitment process may have taken, the employer and recruiter, if engaged in the process, will want a favourable decision, and they'll usually want it as quickly as possible. If you've been implementing the advice contained in this podcast series so far, it should come as no surprise to receive multiple offers at once. You may feel under pressure to make a decision on not just one offer, but potentially competing offers. It's common to receive the initial offer via the telephone. As a recruiter, it was one of my favourite parts of the process. After all, everyone likes to give good news. In the back of my mind, though, I was always hoping for a favourable decision. My bonus was contingent on it, and I'd be keen for the chosen candidate to make their decision as quickly as possible. As the chosen one, it's your responsibility not to rush into a decision and to stay in control of the process. To do this, you have to handle the offer in the right way. There are five things you can do to handle the offer effectively while retaining control and giving yourself adequate time to make the right decision. Number one, thank them. Let the recruiter or employer know you are thrilled to be the one selected. Two, request the offer in writing. To get this out to you takes time and gives you valuable breathing space. Never make a decision until you've seen things in writing. Three, on receipt of the offer letter, clarify anything you're unclear of. Four, if you're considering multiple offers, tell the recruiter or employer. Keeping lines of communication open is key, and as they're keen to hire you, the fact that you have other offers on the table is further validation of the decision they've made. And finally, five, be firm with your decision deadline and stick to it. Don't be afraid to negotiate on elements of the offer. Many people I've worked with over the years believe that trying to negotiate a better offer was bad practice and not something to be pursued. But think of it another way. Wouldn't an employer expect the best candidate to negotiate better terms? They may have kept some powder dry and have scope to better the initial offer. To negotiate properly, there are five golden rules to follow. Number one, know who you're talking to. Negotiating with a recruiter who stands between you and the employer can be easier than negotiating with the employer directly. Professional recruiters will deal with this situation on a regular basis and may be able to advise on how best to negotiate with their client. And what's more, they'll do it for you. Two, know your priority. You can't negotiate on everything, so know what's important to you and focus on this and this alone. Three, have a good reason. You must have a good reason to negotiate on any particular point. Assuming you're negotiating on the starting salary, needing more money to pay your mortgage is irrelevant to the employer. A far better reason would be an analysis of market rates at your level and in your sector or a comparable competing offer. Four, draw a line in the sand. Explain to the recruiter or employer that if they honour your negotiation point, that you will accept the position. Know what you want and be happy when you get it. Never, ever be greedy. 
And finally five, remember it's a two-way street. If you open up dialogue with an employer over a better starting salary, the compromise could be a reduced bonus entitlement. Be prepared for a counter-negotiation and try to anticipate this in advance. You're listening to the ICAEW Guide to Successful Job Search with Simon Gray. I'm joined now in the studio by Sally Adams, Acting Chief Financial Officer at RS Components, Andrew Clark, Finance Director at Costa Enterprises, and Jonathan Firth, Managing Director at Michael Page Finance and Consultancy. Hello and welcome. Hello. Hello. Hi there. How do you usually field offers to your candidates? Jonathan? Uh, What we will do is we will generally, having had a conversation with the client, check with the candidate before uh, an offer is actually made that it's on the right lines. So we will look to, uh, as near as we can, get an acceptance from them uh, on the sort of figures that are being spoken about before a a formal offer is is made. So um, that we know uh, and we can advise the client on what is likely to be accepted. And how quickly do you want a decision? You, you filled an offer. Uh, I guess there's pressure from your client to get a favourable decision. How quickly do you want that decision? And, and what do you do if there's a delay? How do you manage that, uh, that delay? I mean, ultimately, we want it as fast as possible. Um, because, again, the more time that you put in there, the more chances are that things can crop up, uh, which may affect it. I think it's, it's not so much straight on time. It's knowing their situation. And part of our job is to know exactly what is going on with a candidate in other areas of their job search. So I think it's perfectly reasonable if someone has been through an interview process with another organisation that they may want to finish that off if it's in the near time, towards the end of that week or or early the next week. I think it's perfectly reasonable and sensible for a candidate to ask that. However, you need to know whether they just want to finish that off or whether your acceptance is totally dependent on that, where you are in their wishes. I think anything much more than a week and we would certainly start getting worried. Andrew, what, uh, what do you think? You always want to have an answer pretty quickly. I think um, you, know, you would hope that by the time you get to the end of the process and you made an offer, that you're clear that that candidate is right for you, but also more importantly, that that candidate is clear that your organisation is right for them. So ideally, you want it to be to be quick. If it, if it takes time, that suggests that maybe you know their, their heart isn't in it as much as perhaps uh, you've been led to believe. So if there was a delay in them coming back to you with a decision, how would that tend to make you feel? Would you start to have reservations? I'd be a little bit concerned, but not to the point where I think about withdrawing the offer or anything like that. But uh, it always makes you feel better if you make an offer and it's accepted straight away for sure. Sally, what do you think? I think the key to this part of the process is always about clear communication. So if someone has said at the beginning that maybe it involves a relocation and therefore they'd have to discuss things with their family, I could understand then if there's a delay and it's important that I think the candidate keeps the employer informed as to why there's delay. If there's just sort of radio silence, it's very disconcerting and can, you can start then having second thoughts about whether the candidate really wants the job and also about their decisiveness. So even if they have perhaps other offers on the table, because good candidates generally will, providing they keep open lines of communication, that that's fine. That's okay. Absolutely. And we would expect good candidates to have other offers. And I would expect them to be open with us about that so we understand where the situation is. Again, if you're looking for a candidate that's high performing, open and honest, I think that starts with the interview process. 
One thing that um, the candidates often talk about and, and they may be unsure about is whether they should negotiate better terms. So they receive the offer, mm-hmm. should they negotiate on the uh, the terms of the offer? H- how do you feel about that? And would you, would you have any advice for uh, a candidate thinking of doing this? I do. They should always try to negotiate. Uh, frankly, when you join an organisation, that is the best time to negotiate your salary. Once you're in, trying to negotiate a salary upwards at, uh, at a later date is much, much harder. So... If you don't ask, you don't get. And uh, I'm, I'm very happy for people to, to try. So if they were to negotiate or try to negotiate better terms with you, that wouldn't necessarily put you off. In actual fact, that could be a, a good thing. It could be. It wouldn't put me off at all. Sally, what advice would you have? I would expect someone I'm recruiting for a commercial role to absolutely negotiate on their package as they're coming in. I would feel it's important, though, that that didn't come as a sudden shock at the end when you're making an offer. I think it's important to be clear up front around what your expectations are. And if you're already saying, you know, I need to think about this package, signpost that early. A sudden shock, again, isn't good and doesn't reflect well on, I think, the openness and honesty of the candidate. So it's back to open lines of communication throughout the process, not just uh, not just at the end. Yes. Sally, Andrew, Jonathan, thank you very much. Thank you. It's a pleasure. You're welcome. You're very welcome. Download the whole ICAEW Guide to Successful Job Search at icaew.com forward slash career podcasts and on iTunes. We've now come to the end of this podcast series, which has been brought to you by ICAEW with Career Codex to help you navigate the job market successfully. We started with the foundations of a successful job search strategy, environment and psychology. Planning followed next, and finally, advice on how to handle the many steps of any recruitment process. I'd like to thank the guests who have appeared on the show. Sally Adams, Acting Chief Financial Officer at RS Components. Jonathan Firth, Managing Director, Michael Page Finance and Consultancy. And Andrew Clark, Finance Director, Costa Enterprises and New International Markets, Whitbread. You should now feel more confident in your job search and far better equipped to define, find and then secure the job you really want. Thank you for joining me. My name is Simon Gray from Career Codex and this has been the ICAEW Guide to Successful Job Search podcast series. Good luck, good fortune and all the best for the future. The ICAEW Guide to Successful Job Search Produced by the Podcast Company.